Hello and welcome to the first in a series of podcasts where we sit down with a cup of tea and a chat with some of our many projects supported by the Edge Foundation, or as we like to call them, Tea and Ed Talks. My name is Jane Samuels and I'm Director of Projects and Operations at Edge. EDGE is an independent education foundation which, via its projects, research, policy and campaign work, strives to make education relevant. The world is changing fast and our education system needs to keep up. EDGE believes that all young people need to be equipped with the skills that today's global digital economy demands. And we like to try and support people and organisations who are trying to do things differently within the education sector. Today, very fittingly for our first Tea and Ed Talk podcast, my guest is Andy Ball, Principal of the Edge Hotel School, Edge's flagship project in the hospitality sector. Welcome, Andy. Hi. Well, this is, this is going to be a, a first experience for both of us, so uh, we'll, we'll set off and see where this, uh, where this leads us. Okay. So Brief. the Edge Hotel School began as an EDGE project itself. But today, I think we're going to explore a project run by the Hotel School, which was supported financially by the EDGE Grant Fund, and which looks at raising awareness of hospitality industry careers amongst young people. So my first question, um, careers advice and guidance. It's always a bit of a hot topic for educators. So Andy, tell me a little about where the idea for inspiring hospitality came from. Okay, um, well, I, I suppose initially, uh, being blunt, it was sheer frustration. Um, the hospitality industry, well, <laughs> it's true, I'm afraid. The hospitality industry has always had a, a number of issues with recruiting staff, um, the right quantity, the right quality of staff. And it was shortly after uh, the, the Brexit referendum that people started to sit up and start to c- consider very seriously the the problems that were going to be facing them and i felt that people weren't taking it seriously enough perhaps weren't looking at this thing in the longer term sufficiently and i went to a number of meetings of the great and the good i don't quite know why i was there but i was involved in them and we always had the same outcome which was we really must do something and my question was it's a bit like Groundhog Day. We have these conversations so frequently, but when is actually somebody going to do something? And it just so happened that at that point, uh, the Edge Grant Funds became available. And out of perhaps frustration, annoyance, or I'd like to think it's enthusiasm and more positive things, we, we applied for it to try to encourage um, not only the industry, but also other people to come into uh, the hospitality and, and recognise and address some of the fundamental problems that we perceived were, were apparent within the industry. So, so why do you think the hospitality industry has such a problem with the image? Um, is it a general image or is it purely in terms of attracting oh, young people yes, to work in I'm it? Because it seems very glamorous. Yes, yes. Um, it, it seems very glamorous if you're a customer. Um, the, the reality is, and, and this, this, this was true from when the Earth's crust cooled and, and I was a student, you've got this perception of service and servitude, and people still see our industry as very much a servile sort of industry. So it's got a big image problem. That's not actually assisted by having to work antisocial hours. Um, it's got a reputation for comparatively low pay. Um, very menial types of jobs. 
and very harsh working conditions, front of house, as we sometimes call it, where the customers are, it's absolutely brilliant and everybody enjoys themselves. But as soon as you step through the little door at the back, you're in a very different sort of environment. And I suppose it's those sorts of images that, that didn't assist. And that's really, I suppose, been supported more recently by, by images of, how should we say, what people might consider role models. And I'll name and shame Gordon Ramsay is a great example of somebody who really doesn't help our cause by swearing at people, shouting at people, reducing them to tears. What sort of an industry is that? And would you really want your child to go and work in that sort of place? Um, so there are very inherent image problems that have been around for a long time. And it just seemed to us at that time that um, it was about time somebody started to, to do something. And this was and is meant to be a way of trying to address that and to point out to the industry that there are alternatives. So, you know, given your, your sort of uh, wonderful pen portrait of the uh, typical shouty chef, yeah. why, why would, you know, a young person, a parent, a carer, a careers lead, why should they be encouraging people to go into this industry? Why, why is this industry important, um, particularly now? I mean, in the news is full of... Start hospitality staff on furlough, the industry in crisis. You know, uh, how do you sell this as a as a career? Very um, difficult. What? How are you going to sell this? Very very difficult because I think these are quite entrenched ideas. Um, but the the reality is that this is the third largest industry in the UK. We're larger than as an industry and by employment, certainly larger than the automotive, pharmaceutical and, and aeronautics industry combined. Yeah, so those three combined aren't a patch on what our industry is. Um, and the reality is that it is a fun industry. If you look at it on the positive side, some people would say, well, actually, antisocial hours means that you've got far more flexibility. You've got far more dynamic and different lifestyle. You've got a more fun working environment because there are very few organisations or, or uh, careers where you can actually see the customer reaction on, on in real time. You can travel the world. You can see the world. I mean, it's, it's a global industry. Um, pay is getting considerably better. Um, and so there are some real positives there that you can try and sell to people. And again, the reality is that our industry now, more than ever, and, and it hasn't had a good coverage over the last few weeks during COVID period, um, we're going to need more people. We're going to have people who are going to be innovative, who are going to be flexible, who are going to be dynamic. We're going to have to challenge the tradition because this is an industry that's going to have to change fundamentally for the next few years and with that change will come the future of the industry so there are huge opportunities awaiting people um we've just got to get this mindset move from the old image of the industry to perhaps something more dynamic more positive hey so if you're a, a sort of a, a careers teacher why, I mean, do you think that the uh, careers teacher would immediately have hospitality on their list of industry to talk to people? And, and if not, why not? And what do you think that, you know, your project, Inspiring Hospitality Careers, can offer to the careers leads that are trying to, you know, 
supply this smorgasbord of, of opportunities to their to their students and young people? Um, I think if from the project and from our understanding, um, the careers teachers tend to go for an acceptable and easy option. And this isn't being nasty to them. This isn't being negative. But you go for perhaps the the easiest and most acceptable responses. Everybody would like their children to be professionals as doctors or solicitors or, you know, some, some of these very, in inverted commas, professional careers. And, and they are measured, the careers teachers are measured on the number of students that they send to universities. And, and so there is a lot of, how should we say, preconception in there. Um, and unfortunately, people tend to think that this is a, a low skill type of industry with low pay. Um, but in some of the jobs, on some of the managerial jobs, you're looking after a multi-million pound organisation, a, a hotel, for example. It's a multi-million pound organisation, mm. which has got a huge number of different departments with a range of different individuals from all over the world, some different cultures. And you really need somebody who's flexible and willing to, I suppose, respond to the nature of the industry. So why do te te teachers not like it? Well, I think they're still stuck with this image. And this is partially what the project is all about. It's, it's as it says, inspiring hospitality careers. It's about giving people role models and getting them to understand the true nature of our industry. So that makes absolutely perfect sense to me but what what to you would success look like for this project um success would be at a number of different levels it would be from school children or the people that don't always have to be children that, that we engage with but having a higher level of recognition of what our industry does the varied careers, the huge varied careers they can offer, um, and to um, cultivate their interest. I'm not looking at numbers coming in and people signing up. It's more about awareness. For teachers, it's the same thing. And this was a particular focus of the second stage of this project, which is we really wanted to engage with the careers teachers and other teachers to use the materials that we have given them in classes to help promote our industry in a positive light. So that was really important. So the more uptake of those materials within classrooms, the more recognition and the more positive insight into our industry and discussing that in classes would be a very positive. And the final one is actually a kick for the industry. We want the industry to engage with education. <laughs> You know, and, and it's a, it's about this idea of industry engaged education bringing sides together for mutual benefits um, and there are amazing rewarding careers that are available to students and you know people who go on these things who might start to think about us in a more positive light and might start to explore it I can absolutely see how this benefits the the, the hospitality industry um, you know it, it's one of those kind of great hidden industries isn't it we all know about it but nobody really understands it but i want to look at it from from the other side so what do the teachers get out of this 
you know, careers um, guidance is, is one of the big things that you know, schools and, and colleges are now judged on, the Gatsby benchmarks. How, how can you help them meet those things? What, what, do you, what are you offering the teachers? How do you get them, you know, how do you help them embed careers into their curriculum? Okay. Well, the, the Gatsby benchmark obviously is, or the benchmarks are obviously an important component for a lot of teachers and a lot of schools because they have to conform to those. And so the way in which we have structured the project and the materials and, and how we do this is so that they are able to tick the boxes at the end of the year to say, yes, this has contributed to their fulfillment of those benchmarks. So I think that's one thing that at a senior level in schools we wish to support. At a different level, in other words, at a class-based level, what we do is we have developed a range of class materials, some longer, some shorter, which go into and, and involve parts of the curriculum that those teachers will be covering, but do it in the context of the hospitality industry. So if you like, it's, it's a soft sell. So for example, a whole concept of talking about pricing. Now you could put that into business studies, you could put that into economics, and it's about well, what is price? And then there is an exercise that we do with them, which is a bit of fun, which is selling a hotel room. How much does it cost? How much reduction do you take? What's the profit? And so it's actually given them a nice short, some of them are longer, but nice short um, parcel of work that they can do in the classroom with their students. And that makes the students think about the hospitality industry, but it also makes the teachers far more confident talking about the hospitality industry and using those as examples. Um, I can hear you hesitating. Sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to say, yeah. I, I was immediately thinking uh, this would be thinking that's unusual for me. I, you know, um, nope. but presumably during the course of these resources, you're actually helping the teachers kind of, you know, contextualise pretty basic and important stuff. You know, you're talking about pricing that, you know, that immediately ticks the, the maths, the functional maths, the, the application of mathematical skills and problems. Thinking, you know, problem solving, presumably, how do you sell a hotel room? Does that include sort of English in terms of writing marketing pitches? Is it possible to, to sort of like almost map your curriculum, your resources across to curriculum delivery points? It, it sounds to me like it could be. Oh, absolutely. And, and we don't just cover, shall we say, more business studies areas. We've got one of our modules is all about sustainability, which... You know, the, the phrase is hot topic, but it is absolutely vital. And more and more schools are, are bringing this into the curriculum because it's something that young people are really enthusiastic about. And how can hotel or restaurant operations become far more environmentally sensitive and sustainable? Um, there's another one about managing the whole organization. And again, you're bringing in all sorts of employability skills there, such as leadership and man management, labor force issues. And so we try and bring all of these different things in so that if you like, many different um, subjects can use this information. We've got one about events, which again covers about creativity and putting on an event. Um, it's about communication skills. So there are both academic skills 
as well as employability skills that we have mapped in there and that we want the teachers to be able to use. We want to actually make you know this fun. We want to make the students enjoy it. We want the teachers to enjoy doing it. Um, you know, people learn a lot more when they're enjoying things. They remember a lot more when they enjoy doing things. So it's not meant to be um, complex. It's not meant to be difficult, but it's meant to be rewarding and um, engage the students in our industry. Excellent. Excellent. So I, you've got a great pack of resource for the teachers, mm-hmm. but how do you kind of guide the teachers, the career leads through this? What, you know, I, what does a, an uh, inspiring hospitality career kind of like introduction look like? Do you just post them a parcel of stuff or is there an event? Is there an induction? How does it work? Okay. Uh, it works in different ways for different people. We have a project manager who has been very busy going out to a range of schools um, across the UK in various different locations. We're based in Colchester, but she's been down to Devon and up to uh, Manchester and all places in between. So we've been going to a whole array of different locations where we get in touch with schools and we say, would you be interested in having um, our project manager coming along and delivering this in the classroom? Now, the idea behind that is not just so that we can give the teachers a break. The teachers need to be there because the idea is here's the pack of stuff we'll do a couple of these things and then we'll hand the pack over to you and you can do these things or the rest of your team could come along and sit in and watch this uh, and then you can take over from there so the idea is uh, in school training but of course by doing that we're also um, getting in touch with with the children as well there's a separate element to this which is then the careers teachers, which is far more training the trainers. Now we've put together the pack of material. We have also got some uh, presentations about our industry to tell people about our industry because a lot of teachers, a lot of careers teachers really don't know that much about us. And so we host these, but rather than hosting these in you know, sort of a classroom somewhere, we decided that it's about time industry, I did mention giving the industry a kick, um, it's about getting them <laughs> into and working with the industry. So we have approached a range of, in this instance, hotels and said, if you've got a spare conference room, can you give it to us for the day? We'd like you to host one of these things and give them lunch and treat them as, as delegates, professional delegates to a small conference or event. Uh, so we've had uh, some more auspicious organisations such as the Intercontinental on Park Lane, the Mandarin Oriental, the Grosvenor House Hotel, some of the bigger names to, uh, we've had the Dorchester as well, um, to, to host these things. And we get the general manager and the human resources manager along to, to talk about their life in industry, to get a few of the members of staff to talk about what they like, and what they don't like about their careers and thereby the careers teachers get stories and understand what the industry is about and and i'm very big into this idea of um storytelling because i think if you're faced with a class of children students you want to be able to tell them something which you believe in 
children and students are very perceptive. And if somebody's saying something with passion and with belief, they will take that on a lot more than if they're just reading from a pamphlet. So the idea is to get the careers teachers or other teachers out of their classrooms to come and experience our industry, to engage with materials. We run one of those you know, scenarios, one of the games with them to show them how to play this thing. We talk to them about the industry, which all of which hit the Gatsby benchmarks. But we also get them a tour of the hotel and talking to the staff. And as I said, it's those sort of stories that we'd love them to go back. And so you were asking, what is the success or where do I see success? It's when one of those teachers go back and grabs one of their colleagues or says to a group of students, you'll never guess what. I went to the most expensive hotel room in London and you'll never guess and starts talking about it. And we give them those sort of stories which make our industry come alive, which make it vibrant, which make it exciting, rather than it's a terrible industry. You don't want to go there because it's badly paid. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I was I was lucky enough to come along to, to one of your events. Uh, I, I obviously picked the, the nicest one. So I, I went to the Dorchester and it was a fabulous experience. And the, the teachers and career leads that were there you know, we we had the most amazing time. We had, we had a tour and we looked at rooms and we decided that we, we wanted to win the lottery so we could come back as paying guests. Um, yeah. But what have the challenges been for you in terms of uh, setting these events up? You know, because I, I would have thought that people would be biting your hands off for it. But of course, it's it's time consuming. Um, yeah. What what have, what have your issues and barriers been? Um, well, I'd, I'd, I'd approach this in two levels. First of all, operationally, um, getting into schools, finding times that schools want us to go in and work with their students, um, getting to the locations, uh, adhering to all the policies. But again, luckily, we've got a very good project manager who's got a lot of experience with that, and she manages that incredibly well. But that was initially one of our concerns, which is how are we going to get into the schools? And that's an area that we've done, I think, particularly well. More strategically, it's about engaging schools' careers advisors. Um, and I, because the Gatsby benchmarks have been really only up and running for a little while, I think a number of schools are still waking up to what, they're, what the expectations are. And I, getting teachers out of their schools to come to London, we thought would be the easy bit. Um, we thought the difficult bit would be the hotel industry and getting effectively um, support, free support and hosting and sort of meals and all of that sort of thing. In fact, it was the other way around. The industry mm. is very, very receptive to this. They are very enthusiastic about supporting it. We have more uh, volunteers, hotels and organisations that want to volunteer, giving people fabulous meals and, you know, demonstrating what hospitality is all about and their enthusiasm to, to talk to people, we've got more than we can cope with. Our problem is finding and getting the careers teachers out of the schools and, and into having the money to come to London or wherever they need to go uh, and engage with the programme. So that's been, a it was a surprise to us. And yes, frustrating at times. Unfortunately, of course, um, coronavirus has not helped that. So 
you know, there, there are, it's now going to be a case of reviewing this and picking this up again. Um, but there is, I suppose, more that we can be doing. But I, I suppose those have been the learning bumps that we've come across where we, we've found it difficult to perhaps get the right parties in the right room at the right time. Excellent. Well, the, the, the strong positive to take from that is that if anyone's listening to this and thinks, wow, that sounds like a, a, something I'd like to do, Okay. There's a definite opportunity yeah, for them exactly. to, to, to in, get in touch. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, yeah. At which point I will do my advertising bit, which is there is a website with all of this stuff on, <laughs> which is uh, www.myhospitalitylife, all one word, dot com. And for those of you with pens, it's my, www.myhospitalitylife.com. Uh, do have a look at it. Um, and, and if you're interested, get in touch with us. We'd be delighted to to support and help and guide and, and give you whatever information you need. And even invite Excellent. Well, that was a great... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> great <to> advert. <laughs> no, don't worry. That's entirely acceptable. Um, so I've got, I'm going to drag you away from the marketing. You know, obviously you're practicing what you're preaching there. Um, so the project's now in phase two um, in its kind of second year. So what what lessons have you learned over it? What would you do differently if you were starting this project now? Um, good question. Start earlier. Be bolder. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th I think it is a case in some of these things, and particularly for this particular project, of being very sensitive about how we were framing this, how we're we going to do this. I think it's perhaps confidence now or, you know, sort of, I, th I think we've built confidence now to say we know what we've got is really a good package. We've been, uh, and I know this sounds creepy, supported immensely by the Edge Foundation and, and the guidance and support we've had. So utilising the Edge Foundation would be another thing. But, but you know, getting in there and getting your hands dirty, I, I think the frustrating part was if we didn't have the second phase... Um, much of the first phase was all about setup. And the reason we went for a second phase was that we felt that we could actually do more because we've got the foundation stones of the first phase sorted. And it was just building on that. So we, we had a flying start into the second phase, unfortunately interrupted by COVID a bit. Um, but starting earlier, <laughs> being bolder, um, you know, using the Edge Foundation, um, and and you know the, the wise counsel that has come out of that. Excellent. So as a sort of in a nutshell, plan properly and move on. Proof of concept now is is the aim. Yes, and then don't uh, don't don't forget the sycophantic bit that I put in about the Edge Foundation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that bit to you. <laughs> so, what what impact do you think? Um, inspiring hospitality's careers is having you know on young people directly and the industry is it possible to judge this early can you judge impartially um how do you how do you quantify your impact yeah we we have a range of metrics set up um some of which take place whilst we're delivering or immediately after delivery um it would be wonderful to say that we have had x hundred students, children, apply for jobs in the industry. That's a longitudinal thing that I'm afraid, I'm, you know, we just can't do. But we do have metrics and survey responses. So we, we look at 
the level of interest of the students or children that we talk to. Um, and over, I think we've had now about 800 or thereabouts. Um, and, and one of the really big statistics is um, before today, had you an understanding of the hospitality industry before the visit, it was 12% saying yes. After the visit, uh, it was 90%. Um, wow. Before, well, uh, have you considered a career in hospitality before today um, when we start? So we do this before we actually do any of the events. 86% say they're not particularly interested. Um, and 14% say they're interested. And afterwards, that almost reverses 18% say they aren't interested, but it moves to 82% who are interested. And again, you want to know what, you know, sort of what impact it has. Um, it's not just on those children. Another real sign of success would be one of those children going back at the end of the day and saying when their parents say, what have you done today? Have you had a nice day? And invariably you get the, uh, it's okay or fine. <laughs> you don't get much out of them. It would be great if after that fine, how was your date? Fine. There's a pause and they say, you know what? We did something interesting today. And they just talk about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's the key. Implanting the memory because that also impacts on the parents. And we have had, and you sort of say impact and we've got metrics, but there's also apocryphal stuff. And I think you were at one of them where a student phoned up their mother halfway through and said, this is great. <laughs> You know, we're doing this, and this is really good fun. And, and you know, and you sort of, uh, that was a great one for you to be at. And it's, But it has happened elsewhere, <laughs> I, I assure you. We didn't just pay that one student. Uh, <laughs> that is impact. That's what you want to see. That's how, you know, you actually change the basic perception of the industry. And it may not last. It may not be forever. But it's a start. And unless you start somewhere, you're never going to get anywhere. That's it. The first step on a journey is always the hardest, as they say. Yep. yep. And looking to the future, how do you see the future of this project? Um, you very kindly mentioned the support from the Edge Foundation, but you know our support is time limited. How, how is this going to run? How is this going to be sustainable in the longer term? Um, my ambition is that it is taken up by the industry. But what this is, is proof of concept. I, I think we mentioned this before. You know, so sort of this has, as far as I'm concerned, given a structure, it's provided us with time and space to consider how to respond to this issue. It's given us the funding. It's created a, a structure that works. So we've got proof of concept and now the sustainability really is over to the industry um, through various different organizations and individuals. You know, part of my role is to, I suppose, leave behind a legacy of a framework that can be adopted. And to a large extent, what we're trying to do is persuade senior members of industry that this is something that doesn't require huge amounts of funding that, again, the baseline materials have been developed. There could be more developed. Baseline materials could be developed. And this is a really good way of changing the image 
of an industry. And it's a good starting point. So the legacy, if you like, uh, and the sustainability has got to be from the industry. Now, I know there are some people within the industry who are highly enthused about it, who very much wish to continue to support it. Um, and that's the starting point. You know, it, 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 it has always been, as an organisation, as the Edge Hotel School, we're only a very small um, academic institution, but it is a contribution to the industry and it demonstrates not only our commitment, but also something that others can take up and continue. So we are, to a certain extent, already working on the legacy of this and uh, lobbying various organisations and individuals uh, and have even invited some of them along and they've been incredibly impressed by what we're doing. So the more we can do of that, uh, the better as part of the project, obviously. And in the longer term, we'd really like to see this taken up as a key role, a central role, and people to be using the website and continue to use the materials in the longer term. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that sounds like a clarion call for industry support, if ever I heard yes, one. Now, yep. <laughs> now, presumably, you know, hospitality isn't the only uh, industry or sector in this country that, that that doesn't have a great perception. Do you think that this model that you're that you're sort of you know planning and, and now proving the concepts could be transferable to, um, to other industries um, I, I mean we hear lots of things about you know engineering has uh, you know and construction have very sort of perceptions of being dirty and horrible and, and very male orientated not female orientated or healthcare being in, in many ways very similar to, to hospitality being low skill long hours you know servile not you know professional service do you see this as a transferable project yes absolutely um i mean another example that's come into or be, been profiled recently is that of assisted living and care homes which has got you know the, the forgotten part of the the covid story um recruiting people to that sort of industry is very similar to hospitality uh, it's got a lot of the same skills perhaps you know more medical support in there but not many kids will really want to go into that a again image is a big problem you mentioned um, uh, construction again a similar one a, a vocational you know sort of career but different industries will work in different ways i believe but what we're talking about here the, the core of this is the basic model of engaging with young people at an early point to persuade, uh, persuading careers advisors and teachers and giving them more knowledge of an industry so they can utilize that and have the stories available to tell students. And fundamentally, it's about engaging between industry and education, getting industry to come to the table with education, to get to come to the table with schools and colleges um, and getting the commitment of both parties. And I, I think that's going to be, irrespective of what happens over the next few years, that's going to be fundamental to producing a, a healthy, well-balanced, innovative and reflective workforce for the future. 
Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, you know, one of the key aims of, of EDGE is that we think that education should be made more relevant um, to, to industry, to, to the world of work. It's a, you know, a holistic process. It's, a, you know, it's not a, you, right, you're in education, right now, stop, now you're in work. Um, so I, I think that that whole sort of piece around careers and awareness is, is crucial because how can you be expected as a young person to go, right, this is what I want to be at age 16, 14, 18, whatever, yes. when you don't know what's out there. And of course, that, that's the magic bullet for careers uh, leads, careers professionals, because they, you know, quite rightly, have only got their own experience to draw on in terms of what it's like to work in a particular industry. So projects like this seem to be you know an ideal key resource for them to sort of go oh well have you considered do you have within the project sort of you know um sort of metrics perhaps that's the wrong word to say you know as a career leader if you see a group of students that have these characteristics these skills these aptitudes you know this is an industry for them because it's not necessarily qualification driven is it I mean, you know, qualifications are key, but, you know, is is hospitality particularly aptitude driven, would you Mm. say? I would refer you, we we were, as part of this project, we uh, came across a guy called Fred Syriax, who some people might know from First Dates Hotel and and similar sort of programs. Uh, And we did a video with him, which is back on the on the website www.myhospitalitylife.com sorry i'll, I'll plug it again um <laughs> four times maximum afterwards but we did a video with him and one of the people who we interviewed he narrated it and it's, it's a four minute interview but one of the people who um we interviewed was an hr manager for a prestigious london hotel who said we're not always after academic capability we're not after the brightest the brilliantest you know with what we want is passion we want people who are passionate about what they do who are enthusiastic and it's it's about having people who if they've got communication skills even if they haven't you know but we want people who are passionate about what they do you've got at one extreme chefs who are focused and want to develop the very very best and and are passionate about that and and frustrating mostly for everybody else but you know you can see there's a passion there you've got people who are passionate about working with other people with customers so it's not necessarily about having particular skill sets it's more about having a passion and being able to communicate that and be willing to work hard and be professional you know all of the employability skills so I, I think, you know, what we're looking for is not exactly a, a set structure of somebody who has got particular qualifications, uh, particular knowledge, because there are lots of our students who will come from all sorts of diverse areas with very different subjects. But by golly, they're passionate. You know, they, they come along and they engage with the industry. They engage with their jobs. Uh, they're young professionals, and and I suppose you know employability skills generally, you know, are the key to this. That we want people to be enthusiastic and enjoy what they do. And it's you mentioned fourteen year old, uh, who the hell knows what they? Very few people know what they really want to do at that age. Um, and if this can give them something to think about, 
that they consider, well, that's great. And if they yeah. want to do it, great. If they don't, yeah, fine. Excellent. Nothing benched, nothing gained. And of course, Absolutely. hospitality is such a wide industry, isn't it? That almost everybody has some kind of understanding of it. It's not all hotel management. It's it no. ranges, you know, it's your local coffee shop, isn't it? It's it's you know, it's not just running Glastonbury. It's putting on a, an yes. arts festival in your local bookshop. It, it's it's all encompassing, yes. isn't it? Really. Well, it's it's from everyday events or. or life events such as weddings or, or what are called um, celebration of life uh, events, you know, what used to be called lakes. It could be yeah. uh, food and beverage. It could be sandwiches, um, coffee, as you mentioned, coffee shops. It could be, we talk about hotels quite a lot, but of course, even within hotels, there are all sorts of accommodation. So you could be looking at things such as um, camping sites. You could be looking at bed and breakfasts you know it, it is quintessentially um an entrepreneur's type of environment that said there are some very big brands out there very large corporations who also have big brands and you know you've got things like marriott and 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 sheraton and intercontinental and places like that but, but a lot of people and, and premier inn you know again at, at a different end premier inn being one of the largest expanding hotel groups in the UK at the moment. Uh, so that, you know, all sorts of different levels for different budgets, for different occasions. Uh, it's, you know, as we started off, it's a massive industry, um, both in the UK and internationally as well. Excellent. Well, Andy, thank you for this. It's been great hearing a little bit more about the project and, and the range of, you know, exciting careers available in the industry. So to, to round up um, our conversation, and, and this is the one that's going to put you on, on, the, on the spot because we both know we yes, can we talk are. the hind legs off a donkey between us. If you yep. had to sum up what inspiring hospitality careers meant and why it's important in two sentences, what would you say? Um, it's had impact on children, on careers advisors and on the industry and the funding has provided time space to create a great concept that has got the potential to really change and alter people's lives in the future i think wow. that's one long sentence does, 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 yeah. that, does that count <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. One long sentence. That's absolutely great. So, Andy, that's great. Good luck with the continued success of the project. I'll, I'll do the final Thank plug you. for Thank you. you. <laughs> so you're very welcome. So if you're interested in finding out more about the Inspiring Hospitality Project, visit their website, and that's www.myhospitalitylife, all one word, Com. And I'm sure Andy and his team are, will be ready and waiting to talk to educators and industry if you're uh, interested and out there about getting involved in this project. And frankly, who wouldn't want to? Um, at, at, a, at the barest minimum, go out and try this game because I had such fun trying to be a hotel manager for half an hour. And it has made me look at the industry with, with different eyes. So if you're a careers lead out there and you're looking for some resources to engage your students, to embed into curriculum, this is the site for you. 
Now, thank you for listening. If you're interested in hearing more about projects on the edge or doing something that you think edge or other educators would be interested in hearing about, feel free to contact me. My name is Jane Samuels and I can be reached at jsamuels at edge.co.uk or visit our website at www.edge.co.uk. Well, that's it for the first in this series. I hope you enjoyed it and speak to you again soon. Thank you.